What's up and welcome to the DualSense podcast for episode 142. I am one of your co-hosts, Jason. I am joined as always by your other co-host. Two weeks in a row, big week for him. <laughs> He's calling himself this evening 8 to 1, 8-1, eight 8 and 1. Perhaps is that like an 8 to 1 hot dog or something? I don't know. Anyway, what's an 8 is, to 1 hot dog? You know, it's it has, it's relative to the size of the hot dog. We can we can get into it. Okay. He's otherwise known as Travis. That's his Christian name, Travis. Mm. Well, how does it feel to be an eight to one size hot dog? It's a big hot dog, by the way. What does that mean? So my understanding from previous a previous job is that the the ratio is like something to do with like the number of like like meat or like like the number of hot dogs to the, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it has something to do with like the ratio of meat to the size of the dog, and it determines how big the hot dog is. In other words, when you go to a place like a ballpark, for instance, like a major league ballpark, and they get the really big fat, you know, hot dogs. Those mm-hmm. are like six to one or eight to one hot dogs. They're very big ones. The ones you go get at the store, they're just like the regular, regular old lips and assholes, Oscar Myers, you know turkey pork chicken mix hot dogs those are like two to one or something like that i think i thought you i thought you were saying it's girth to length like it's, that could you know what that could be it yeah that could be it actually because what that it sounded like you were saying was for every eight parts of meat there is one part of filler or vice versa now that also could be true that also could be very true so mm. i mean we all know that the when you don't get all beef when you when you just opt for the Standard turkey, chicken, pork. That, that's the lips and assholes. It's that's a the slurry. Leftover, it's a slurry. It's the leftover parts after they cut the bacon off, make the pork chops, make the roast. Like, you got to understand that. You got to be okay with that, first and foremost. So, Ugh. I mean, don't get me wrong. Hot dogs are wonderful, but I prefer all beef. So, which isn't even a pig. You know, touche. <laughs> anyway, Travis, we are a weekly podcast where you and I get together and discuss all things PlayStation from the week, like news, rumors, new game releases, and much more. We do it all in under 90 minutes and post new episodes every Monday on all of the usual podcast services around the world, as well as YouTube, where we also share gameplay videos and highlights. I most recently posted some Creed Rise to Glory Championship Edition from PSVR 2. You can watch me wear myself out and fight virtual dudes uh, in. Uh, <laughs> ring so i mean it's it's a workout i'm going to talk about it a little bit later but uh, we're also on social media of course we would love to hear from you you can find us primarily on twitter where we go by at the dual sense pod but we are also on instagram facebook and we have a blog which is called the dual sense podcast.wordpress.com so please find us hit us up and chat some playstation with us would uh, again we would love to hear from you so without any further ado Let's jump into uh, what I think is a pretty short uh, news week. Very light news week. Not a lot going on, but one very big news story, at least for some. So here we go. Number one, big news came out this week courtesy of the ultra-reliable insider Mr. Tom Henderson, who reported on his website Insider Gaming that Sony is developing a new PlayStation handheld device codenamed Q-Lite. I'm just going to click over here to the story I wrote for Gaming Nexus, and I'm going to just read it because it doesn't get any better than that. So imagine that. Mm. Here we go. 
According to Henderson's sources, the Q-Lite, which is an awful name even for a code name, will require a PlayStation 5 to function. As it is not a cloud streaming device, opting to focus on PlayStation's remote play feature instead. Insider gaming sources also relayed early word on some hardware specs. Q-Lite will support up to 1080p resolution and 60 frames per second and will require an internet connection to function. It is also said to look very similar to PS5's DualSense controller, only with a large 8-inch LCD touchscreen in the middle. Back in November of 2021, Video Games Chronicle reported on a Sony patent for something that, in hindsight, appears to be an early concept of the Q-Lite. And it actually used a DualShock 4 from the PS4 as the, the rendering. A couple of months later, Game Ranch reported on a separate Sony patent for a controller with collapsible joysticks, and it's curious if that could be for this as well. The new handheld is also rumored to include the PS5 signature adaptive triggers and haptic feedback, as well as other standard features like volume buttons, speakers, and audio input jack, and more. Finally, Insider Gaming and Henderson added that the Q-Lite is currently in the quality assurance phase and is scheduled to launch after the rumored detachable disk drive PS5, which he says is coming later this year, but before the similarly rumored PS5 Pro, which he says is scheduled for holiday 2024, so perhaps early to mid-2024 for the Q-Lite, potentially. Okay, what do you think about a new PlayStation handheld? The Q-Lite for Q1, um, hopefully they rename it. <laughs> maybe. I don't know what they'll call it. Um, maybe they can add another S to the PSP and call it a pss, pss. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the, good. All the cats would like to play it. Um, mm-hmm. Cat. Yeah, like I just imagined a gigantic version of the Backbone, uh, but a more beefy, mm. more useful version. But no, I think it'd be cool. It'd be nice to have something a little more portable and you could play in the living room or if you're bored but don't want to go, you know. Mm-hmm go through the whole rigmarole, turning it on and whatnot, you could just boot up. And I'm sure it'll have some sort of compatibility where you could uh, maybe pause on the big one and go into another room and, you know, Mm. pick right up. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of crossover there. You know, something like this to me is a lot of fun to like. If I'm just bored on the couch and maybe I don't really feel like going downstairs, I could just pop it on and play, you know, a city Mm. builder or, um, you know, some kind of management game. That's kind of think what I would use it for a lot. You know, it depends on kind of what the quality is. Like, you know, you could play mm-hmm. some like career FIFA on it or career Madden on it or something. Like it has a lot of uses to something the PlayStation hasn't had in a while. So I can see why sure. you're super excited about it. So mm-hmm. go ahead and go ahead and take it over and lose your mind. <laughs> well, first of all, yes, I am excited in a way for this. But I'm also disappointed that it's not a full-blown handheld in terms of, in other words, that it's a, a PlayStation Vita 2, if you will. So, and I think that, I mean, online this week, there's like, I feel like there's almost nobody excited about this, except for potentially me. And I'm, you know, I, maybe excited is the wrong word. I'm optimistic about it. Optimistic in a way, in terms of, you know, what it sounds like so far and also we have to understand that we this is speculation too at this Mm -hmm. point i'm sure this is pretty accurate because tom is uh he's very reliable but there could be more to it as well maybe not but perhaps there is and i don't know that tom knows every single thing about this machine um i guess it's possible but perhaps there's you know what what i'm saying is maybe we should give sony the benefit of the doubt because perhaps there's more to this than we than we know right now 
but let's just assume for now that it's not, that there's not more to it and that it's literally 1080, 60 frames. It's remote play only. So you can play it, you know, in your house or on the go as long as you're, you know, on Wi Fi. Then does that still interest me? Yes. Because typically when I'm playing Vita, I'm, you know, in bed anyway, which is 15 feet from my PS5, 20 feet from my PS5. So it's not like I'm ever far playing the Vita. You know, I'm not streaming though when I'm playing the Vita. I'm playing natively on the system. So I do understand that. I do think that if they did a handheld that is like the Switch in that way, meaning that it could play games natively, even if it's download only, I think that's perfectly fine. That's, I mean, Steam Deck has pretty much made that the standard for us now. I I think that would be totally acceptable. I think it'd be very cool to be able to, you know, download PS5 and PS4 games to it mm-hmm. and take it and play it and not need an internet connection, you know, and then come back and get on the internet and then pop trophies for it. Like, that'd be cool. That'd be dope. And that doesn't sound like what this is. Again, time will tell. But even if it's not, even if it's remote play only, like you said, like if I can be in bed and, you know, it won't, it probably won't work well enough to be able to play like Battlefield 2042, although that really is reliant on internet connection, I feel like. But let's say that it is, you know, that'd be cool, like to play a match or two of Battlefield in bed. Or, um, but even if not, like you said, if I'm just playing offline games, that still sounds kind of dope. And then to have the dual sense functionality in terms of the triggers and the haptics, I think that's really dope. Right. And, uh, and eight inches is a huge screen. I mean, that's, that's gigantic for handheld. It. Yeah, I, I think that's bigger than Steam Deck, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So I think it really comes down to this price point, though, at this point. I mean, just yeah. if they get that wrong, it kind of won't matter. Yeah, that's a very good point. You know, we, we saw that issue with PSVR 2, which we're going to talk about again in a little while. You know, $550 is a big ask for, for most people, even though, you know, we've broken it down before. That's in line with value the value proposition mm-hmm. of the original PSVR, it's still a big sticker price. You know, $600 for the Horizon bundle is a big sticker price. So can this thing be, I said this with PSVR and it didn't come true, but I'm going to say it again. This thing cannot be the same price or more than the PS5. Oh God. It has to, it has to be $350 or less. Oh, I would say in my, Yeah. In my opinion, it can't be more than 250 I told the guys from the website this, like, if it's 250 fine. I think that makes sense. Will it be 250 <laughs> I don't know. How much was the DualSense Edge? $200 for a fucking controller? Right. This thing's going to have a screen. This thing's going to have a screen on it. God. Right? It's going to have an 8-inch LCD screen that does 1080p and 60 frames. And a touchscreen. And a touchscreen? I don't know, guys. I mean... It's kind of sounding like a $350 thing to me, maybe $400. I don't know. I think they're out of their mind if they do it. <laughs> but at the same time, think about it this way. This is a niche product, again, in a way, like PSVR 2. Mm-hmm. Is it less of a niche than PS than VR? Probably, because there's more of a chance of somebody like you picking one up you know, and you being able to lay in bed at night and do a race on GT7 or something like that, you know, or whatever the case. Like, uh, would you say it's fair to say that that appeals more to you than putting a headset on playing a VR game? Yes, yes and no. Yes, it does. It's more convenient, but like, that's kind of the thing of, you know what I mean? It's like if, like a Wednesday, like sometimes on Wednesdays I want to play games, but 
Yeah. I don't feel like going downstairs and doing all this shit. Well, it's more useful to just be able to like, I can goof around for a little bit on my phone or sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> on the, on the handheld. Even Easy. If it's just like, Easy. you know what I mean? <laughs> Even if it's just like going on to GT sport and checking out what's on the, on the marketplace or, you know, going through my, right. you know, no, no, it's just like there's other things I could do. Like, Management right. game. I could go get my shit set up so when I get back on the console, it's ready to rock. Not to worry about getting all my shit together and whatever else. I don't know. I just and it's easier to use. Like that's part of the thing with the PSVR. Like I got to switch things and do this and do that and calip whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah. I get it. I get that totally. I think that's why this, in theory, in basic going off what we know, I think this is more appealing to a wider audience potentially. But I also think the price has to be right. And the remote play technology is and functionality is actually really good. I mean, I don't know if you've ever used it or not, like even on your phone or something like that. I've used it before. I was hundreds of miles away from home. I used my iPad whenever I was on my like really like deep into Red Dead Redemption uh, or Red Dead Online, playing it every day, getting challenges, you know. And I was on a big streak, earning gold and all that. I went on vacation or something somewhere and I used the iPad to log in and play Red Dead Online to get my challenges. So, and he used a, a Bluetooth, a, a PS4 controller to my iPad and played that way. And it was cool, you know? So if you can kind of eliminate some of those steps and just have like this thing that you do it on, I think that sounds pretty cool, you know, as infrastructure improves and things like that with people's internet and even on Sony's side, like on the server side, potentially. And maybe they can do something like a PS5 software update to sort of improve like lag, you know, and delay and that sort of it thing potentially like, yeah, exactly. So I'm hopeful. Like I said, I'm optimistic. I am borderline excited and I need to know more. When will they announce this thing? I have no idea. Is it going to be at the, at the PlayStation showcase later this year or like in May, let's say probably not. I think that's the, time frame we'll hear about this ps5 with the detachable disk drive we'll probably find out about this thing around this holiday because like you said i think q1 q2 next year and then you do it all over again and announce the ps5 pro sometime you know early to midsummer next year interesting that they're even doing this to begin with i think that the writing is a little bit on the wall because you know why would they randomly like just start promoting remote play all of a sudden on their youtube channel friend like it's you know what i'm saying so yeah it's odd but uh they're, they're they're going all in i guess we'll see all right travis that was the only news story that i cobbled together this week i'm sure that there were some other nah <laughs> i was i was gonna say i'm sure there might be some of our news nuggets that people might feel are bigger news stories but you know it's our show we're going to stick to it, but we have a bunch of news nuggets here as well. So feel free to jump in here. First nugget, Guerrilla Games shared new details of Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores expansion over on the PlayStation blog this week. If you are interested, I'm in full media blackout mode at this point, just a couple of weeks to go here. Sony Santa Monica released an update for God of War Ragnarok this week, which added a new game plus mode new armor sets, an increased level cap, new enchantments, new progression paths, an expanded Niflheim Arena, and more. What's a Niflheim Arena? Uh, Niflheim is one of the realms of Asgard. Uh, or no, Asgard is a realm itself. One of the realms of Norse mythology, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And the the Niflheim Arena is just like a mm-hmm. like a challenge mode type of is that thing. Where they, um, like the very end where they bring everybody to battle in Hunger Games? Uh pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Niflheim is like the un, is like the afterlife or like the underworld, if I remember correctly. All right, next nugget. Sony also began rolling out accessibility tags on the PlayStation Store this week for PS5. According to the PlayStation blog, quote, accessibility tags allow game developers to provide detailed insight on accessibility features supported in their games. As you browse various game hubs on PlayStation Store, game hubs on PS5, that's literally how they wrote that, by the way. It's a typo. You'll see a list of accessibility features by pressing the triangle button if the game you select supports accessibility tags, end quote. Pretty cool, I guess. Resident Evil 4's Mercenaries mode dropped this week as free DLC. Capcom also announced that the game crossed 4 million players. uh, I'm sorry, 4 million copies sold in just two weeks on the market. Website Video Games Chronicle reported that Gamescom opening night live is returning yet again in August. I believe it's on the 22nd, and it will be hosted by none other than Jeff Keighley. Why didn't E3 call him? Maybe that would have helped them. (laughs) I love how he's just almost single-handedly killed e3 and then like while all these announcements have been going on the past couple weeks like within 30 minutes of like e3 is officially canceled on the summer game fest twitter page he like posts like a can't wait to see everyone at summer game fest we're gonna have big announcements like he's just like like pouring the salt on the wound (laughs) it's kind of hilarious also sony has filed a new patent application for a controller that can change temperature during gameplay which the patent says makes the controller quote unquote capable of enriching haptic experiences. So there's some theories floating around out there that this is the DualSense 2, the next DualSense potentially for PlayStation 6. The patent says that it's for a controller that's covered in some type of like almost like a latex like material and that it will be able to literally change temperatures in your hand so if a game if you're for instance if you're walking by a fire in a game the controller will heat up and if you're like in a snow map the controller will feel cold uh-huh. and so uh, that's something so, like i told you man we're not that far away from being able to put your dick in it <laughs> <laughs> you did tell me that yeah i think you're right i think you're right now imagine that in psvr2 yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sooner or later, I'm I'm not gonna need my wife, huh? Next nugget, the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. The Five Nights at Freddy's Got Fingered movie is finally releasing on October the twenty seventh, both in theaters and on the Peacock streaming service. Hmm. Oh, thank you. Square Enix announced that Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters will release on PS4 on April the nineteenth. You'll be able to buy each title individually or get them all in a bundle for $74.99. Hello Games released a new major update for No Man's Sky this week, which per usual features a wealth of new content, features, and improvements. The update is called Interceptor and adds new corrupted worlds for exploration, but it also added a new evolving story, a new ship class, Sentinel Jetpack, Abandoned Camps, Robot Spiders, Travis is out. Sentinel Cockpit, Improved Combat, Sentinel Weaponry, Stealth Enemies, Capital Ship Battles, New Nexus Missions, Custom Wonders, and VR Improvements. Specifically, Improved Graphics for PlayStation VR 2. They just continue to impress. And it's it's crazy how much they support this game and how, how often, really. It's pretty quickly that they put out big updates nowadays. 
The Street Fighter film and television rights have been purchased by Legendary Entertainment, the production house responsible for Dune, Godzilla vs. Kong, and others. The studio behind Ark Survival Evolved has announced a delay for the game's sequel to 2024, which doesn't matter to us because it's <laughs> Xbox only, but they also revealed that a current-gen upgrade for the first game is coming in August of this year. It is being remastered in Unreal Engine 5 for PlayStation 5, and it will cost $40, but there will be no upgrade path for PS4 owners, as the last-gen version of the game will continue to exist, but servers will be shut down. At least that's the way I understand it. Not totally clear. Also, Bandai Namco released even more gameplay trailers this week for Tekken 8, this time for Asuka Kazama and Leroy Smith, if you're interested. Who's Leroy Smith? I don't know. I know Leroy Jenkins, but I don't know Leroy Smith. Publisher Konami has opened a new studio in Osaka, Japan, which it has characterized as a, quote, major production center, end quote. They added that the facility is fully equipped with motion capture equipment and sound studios necessary for major game development. All of this would be in line with the reports we have seen that they are revitalizing Metal Gear Solid and other major franchises under their umbrella. Yeah, why else do they do that? It kind of doesn't, there's no other reason. Yeah. I what have they been I doing there for like two decades? I don't know. <laughs> it's so wild because like, it, you know, we're about to talk about Capcom in a second, but Konami just like made pachinko machines for like J- like Japanese what which are like slot machines, I think is my understanding that like that's what they did for a long time. And then now here they are like, okay, we forgot oh video games. Yeah, we remember those. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, let's I'm make like, some money. Yeah, but they're they're making one fatal mistake, in my opinion. Not fatal, but stupid mistake. They're working with the Saudis. They're re <laughs> No, that's perfect. I'm glad they're not doing that. But the problem is that they're remaking Metal Gear Solid three before they do one and two. Yeah. I'll never understand that. I other I mean listen I understand I've said I'll keep saying it I've said it on the show I'll keep saying it I know that it's the first game chronologically in the entire series but you have to understand if you make Metal Gear Solid 3 for all of these kids who did not let's say not kids yeah kids young people people younger than I you and I the people who did not grow up playing Metal Gear they're going to play Metal Gear Solid 3 as the first game, and they're going to say, well, I'm not going to, why would I play that? I haven't played the first two. Or where are the first two? You know, it's like, it's just confusing. Like, what are they doing? Just start with one, then do two, then do three, then do four if you want, and then do an up res for five. Like, oh my God, just, I don't know. When, and they're doing the same thing with Silent Hill, by the way. They're remaking Silent Hill 2, skipping Silent Hill 1. What the fuck? Makes no sense. So maybe they don't have it figured out. What well, time will tell. <laughs> also, Capcom share price hit an all time high this week of $36.42 on the Tokyo Stock Exchange, a surefire sign that the Japanese publisher has completely revitalized itself after being down in the dumps just 10 years ago, Travis, when the share price was a mere $2.92. It's incredible. Giant Bomb writer Jeff Grubb reiterated this week that Sony will hold a PlayStation showcase sometime before Summer Game Fest, which takes place on June the 8th. So my guess is is May. That's my that's my gut. Okay, but yeah, but like let's say this handheld is legit. Is that too soon mm-hmm. for them to announce it if it's a quarter one release next year? Like what they can't be more than yeah. six months away. They have to announce it in July at the latest. Like I don't I don't really know how this works. I don't know. I, I feel like they're going to announce the new PS5 Slim or whatever, not Slim, detachable disc drive thing at this thing. 
that that'll be there. It'll be oh holiday mm-hmm. or oh September, for, so we can get a Spider Man bundle. And then I think like later this year they'll announce the handheld thing, like maybe around holiday. I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting to see a lot, lots of exciting stuff, really, that we only have inklings of. You know, uh, uh, a new PS5 model, a PS5 Pro, a new PlayStation handheld, a shit ton of games that we know are coming. So we've got a lot to be excited about, I think. Next nugget, Sony criticized the British CMA this week after they got out of the way of the Activision-Microsoft merger. Sony said in part, quote, The CMA's reversal of its position on its console's theory of harm is surprising, unprecedented, and irrational, end quote. Sony didn't stop there, adding that the CMA's new, quote, diametrically opposite approach is based almost exclusively on a single economic model on which it places, quote unquote, significantly more weight than other available evidence, end quote, meaning that they were referring to that it would not be smart for Xbox to take it off of PlayStation anytime soon. So interesting. It's all over, but the crying now. Also, Blizzard has revealed that Diablo 4 Deluxe and Ultimate Edition owners will be able to start playing the game at 7 p.m. Eastern on June the 1st. Publisher Electronic Arts revealed the branding and logo for their FIFA successor this week and promised more details will be dropping in July. I don't really understand why they revealed a logo. Like, just <laughs> show it to us in July. Like, I don't understand why we they try to make it look like a cool soccer crest, too. Yeah, they did. I don't mind the logo. I just don't know why they, they felt like they had to do that now. Website Games Industry reported that analytics firm Ampere Analysis has determined that Electronic Arts is the most popular publisher on both PlayStation and Xbox platforms, accounting for 16% of monthly active users. Saudi Arabia's Public Investment Fund is planning to invest $38 billion in the games industry, with investments being filtered through the fund's subsidiary known as Savvy Gaming Group. Massive wet fart noise. <laughs> Publisher Devolver Digital has acquired a developer Doinksoft, which is a great name. The team behind Gato Roboto, Demon, Demon Throttle, and Gunbrella. Peter Doinksoft. Yes. Website Pushquare reported that the C-Smash VRS demo on PSVR 2 has been updated to fix online play issues and improve the frame rate. Goat Simulator 3 added a bunch of free content for Easter called Operation Crackdown. It's clever. Dead Island 2 will require you to play in co-op if you want to achieve the Platinum Trophy. Nice. Yep. Tactical turn-based space survival brawler Space Prison was announced for PS5 and a release date was given. Looks kind of neat. Retro Collection, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection has added online multiplayer to TMNT3, the Manhattan Project. And we also learned this week that the, the anthology has now sold 1 million units. NHL 23 is coming to the EA Play Game Vault on April the 13th. EA Play also has a PGA Tour demo available now for PS5 if you're interested. Publisher Nacon announced that Cricket 24, that's Cricket right there, is launching for PS4 and PS5 on June 16th, and they're going to have over 200 licensed athletes, Travis. Oh my gosh, amazing. Pinball FX is adding two free tables themed around Twilight Zone and Crypt of the Necrodancer on April the 13th. Strategy RPG Redemption Reapers is getting a free PS5 upgrade sometime in July. After recent reports from Bloomberg that PSVR 2 was not off to a great start, now Apple insider Ming-Chi Kuo has claimed that Sony plans to cut its PSVR 2 production for 2023 by 20%. There's that. 
like I said, needs to need to give it some more time. Need to give it, I think, at least a year. And uh, I, I tweeted this earlier, but if there are no PSVR two games at the PlayStation Showcase that's mm-hmm. about to happen, that's a massive red flag. <laughs> that's not good. Massive red flag. Also, just a mere two weeks prior to its launch on PS4 and PS5, puzzle adventure game Ten Hearts is now a timed Switch exclusive. The weird part is that it's only getting 26 days of exclusivity and will now come to PlayStation on May the 16th, which sounds more like it's just been delayed on every console except the Switch than a exclusivity deal, but it's uh, quite odd. Tycoon management game Railway Empire 2 is coming to PS5 on May 25th. See, this sounds so, like so much fun in my head, and then I'll never play it. <laughs> yeah, I know you won't. It does look... I watched the trailer for it. It looks kind of cool. Star Wars Jedi Survivor will take up a whopping 155 gigabytes nope. of storage on PC, which means that it might be around 100 gigabytes or so on PS5 when it launches at the end of this month. It's a fucking massive game. Also, PlayStation Plus premium game Siphon Filter Dark Mirror has received a control fix this week, now allowing you to aim with the right analog stick. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, since it's a PSP game, they only had the one analog stick. Uh, that was not a functionality until till now. So, Two Point Campus received a batch of spring DLC this week, which features a new challenge level, new outfits, and new decorative pieces. Battlefield 2042 is getting a new <laughs> seasonal event on April the 11th called Leviathan Rising, which will in- introduce a new limited-time 8v8 game mode that sounds a lot like Search and Destroy from other shooters. I'm interested to check that out. Remember when you thought it was last night? Yeah, I did. You know, <laughs> old age is a bitch. It's a motherfucker. <laughs> Next nugget. A third-person cyberpunk detective thriller shooter called Neo Berlin 2087 was revealed for PS5 this week, and it has taken the internet a little bit by storm. It's being made on Unreal Engine 5, so it looks graphically very impressive, but at the same time, it looks janky as hell. And in fact, one person commented on it on YouTube. It's on PlayStation's YouTube channel. They said, I've never seen... Such a graphically impressive game looks like looks look like it was made on a budget of twenty dollars, <laughs> which is hilarious. Also, website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that first-person shooter Atomic Heart now supports one hundred and twenty frames per second on PS Five. It has also fixed some issues with trophies and quests. A free set of Death Stranding two avatars are now available on the PlayStation Store, despite the game not launching until sometime in twenty twenty four. Seems a little early. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week. Guilty Gear Strive, Wild Hearts, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, Atomic Heart, The Witcher 3, Neverwinter, No Man's Sky, The Last of Us on PC, Hell at Loose, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Cowabunga Collection, Final Fantasy XIV, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Forspoken, Like a Dragon Ishin, and NBA 2K23. So if you've been Waiting for some content or bug fixes. Check those out. EA Sports FC 24 will be the first game to include female players in the game's ultimate team mode. Also, HBO's The Last of Us will film its second season in Vancouver, Canada. Horizon Forbidden West Decima Engine is being used by several PlayStation Studios teams for their new games, according to head of PlayStation Studios Herman Holst, which I think is a very smart idea. Horizon Forbidden West is still the best-looking game on PS5, in my opinion. Website Gamatsu reported that SNK announced that, the, that, that King Fighters, Jesus Christ, that the King of Fighters 13 global match is coming to PS4. No release date was given, 
but an open beta test will take place early this summer. Publisher Calypso Media released a new story trailer for dark fantasy adventure game Eye of the Inquisitor, which is the alternate history game where Jesus escaped crucifixion and went on a bloodthirsty rampage for vengeance. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think you'll probably play that one, right? I would, yeah. I saw a meme of Jesus flipping over a table and it said, when <laughs> when Jesus hears break stuff by Limp Biscuit." <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Oh. oh. Okay. Where are we at here? Also, Arcade Fighter Cannon Dancer Osman will launch for <laughs> PS4 and PS5 on April the 13th. Why do we need Osman in there? Or could it just be Cannon Dancer? I don't know. I'll, in my head, it's like Cannon Dancer Chetty Osman, mm-hmm. the guy who plays for the Cavaliers or wherever the fuck he's at now. Slice of Life farming game Harvest Moon, The Winds of Anthos, will launch for PS4 and PS5 this summer. Roguelite Deck Building Dungeon Crawler Dungeon Drafters launches April 27th for PS4. Still Empire Chronicles is coming to PS4 this spring in a limited physical edition from Strictly Limited Games. Deduction adventure game Lul Guardsman is coming to PS4 PS5 sometime this year. It's a cool rap name. Free-to-play 3v3 foot brawler game Omega Strikers will launch for PS5 and PS4 on April the 27th. It looks kind of interesting. Looks like a sock. Is it like those football brawler games? Yeah, I feel it looks kind of like NFL Blitz, but with soccer and free. So <laughs> it's kind of interesting, I guess. Open world hack and slash action RPG Hammer Watch 2 was announced for PS4 and PS5, but no release date was given, and it looks pretty cool. Sandbox engineering construction exploration survival game. Jesus Christ, yes, all of that, truly. Space Engineers is what it's called. It's coming to PS4 and PS5 as a beta on May the 11th. It will cost $28.49 for the Standard Edition and $88.49 for the Ultimate Edition. So that sounds like that's the whole game, right? Not a beta. What is Okay. Yeah, what is the range about? It's a huge range. Is there a middle range? No. If you buy the if you buy the Ultimate, you get everything that they've released thus far for the for the game. It's been out for a couple of years, I think, or at least a year. 3D platformer Paperman Adventure Delivered was announced for PS4 and PS5. It's uh, Paperboy's all grown up. Mm. It will release sometime this September. What is he doing? He's delivering adventure. You know, could be to your wife, to your mom. See, why is he still delivering papers? Like, did he fall on hard times? Back yeah. the paper route. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he got laid off. Also, RPG Collection Rhapsody, Marl Kingdom Chronicles, is coming to PS5 in North America on August 29th, to Europe on September the 1st, and Oceania on September the 8th. And finally, Travis Kamatsu reported that Bandai Namco released the opening animation for their upcoming online action RPG, Blue Protocol, this week. It is scheduled to release on PS4, PS5 excuse me, in the second half of this year. And it's being published by Amazon Games. It looks very dope. Yeah, I'm sure you'll hate it. It looks very cool, though. Yeah, it. Amazon Games sucks. Freaking Jeff Jobs. <laughs> Jeff Jobs. <laughs> it's the same person. Yeah. <laughs> and that is all for the news this week. As I turn it over to Travis now for this week's new game releases. On April the 3rd, we have Matt Ventures 2. On the fourth, we have Atari Mania Creed Rise to Glory Championship Edition on the VR. Grim, Grimori, Grim, 
Grim Ori once more. Okay. <laughs> Meet your maker. Road 96 Mile Zero. On the fifth, we have Lost Artifacts, Mysterious Book, mm-hmm. Brightstone Mysteries, The Others, United Assault, Battle of the Bulge. It's about my pants. <laughs> April 6, Across the Valley. Arcade Archives, Resin, R E Z O N. Buddy Simulator, 1984. Okay. <laughs> uh, Contraptions 2, which could also be Meet Your Maker. Uh, Curse of the Sea Rats, Marfuchsia. Melon Journey, Bittersweet Memories, Pretty Girls Tile Match. And on the seventh, we have Bleak Dystopia, Bumbaloon, yep. EA Sports PGA Tour, and the Library of Babel. Mm. Hmm. So all for the new games this week. Nothing terribly notable. I mean, there's EA Sports PGA Tour, obviously, probably the biggest one. It's a guaranteed seven. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, soccer games, golf games, sevens, no matter what, uh, sevens, no doubt. I'm teasing, of course, I, because I gave PGA Tour two, 2K23 a seven, but it was a seven. Let's see, Creed Rise to Glory. I'll have something to say about that in a moment. That's a pretty pretty big one. It's a good one. Coming to PSVR two, the Library of Babel. I feel like I've seen a trailer for that, and that looks pretty interesting. It looks, if I remember correctly, it's like very dark, like very. Like heavy. Yeah, I think so, the real story that. of the Library of Babel is dark. Yeah, I would say so. So that's all for the new games this week. Let's. They gave uh, the golf push square gave it an eight. Wow, really? Anybody else? Tons of solo and multiplayer content, stunning huh. visuals and design. The thirty FPS oh. might be a problem though. Are you interested? I'll look at it. How much is it? Uh, 70 bucks, it's but capped at 30 frames, though. Like, we're fucking poor. Yeah, that's I don't know if that's good for a sports game, although it is golf. Wait, let's so ask John, he just, he's played it all day. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, true, true. All right, so let's start to wrap the show up here, like we always do, Travis, by discussing what we've been playing and anything that we're looking forward to. What do you got? Uh, played, we've been playing some Battlefield. Um, and I've been playing with the DM7, unlocked a new compensator and a, and a nice scope. The scope lets me zoom in and out without having to flip up or down or left or right or anything like that. I like it a lot. Um, I told yeah. you earlier today, if I was worth the shit at the game, it'd be a really good really good gun at this point. Um, it's balanced pretty well. I just, it's that weird. It's like sometimes like, I don't know, how do I explain it? Like if they're moving... I can hit them, but if they're sprinting, I, there's no shot. And I, I, it's clearly me because people hit me when I'm sprinting. So I think it's just me. But um, I got dumped a whole clip at a guy yesterday and missed every shot. I was like, God damn it. Like, could I be worse at this? <laughs> but yeah, I had some good fun in a couple of different tanks. Uh, before you got on, I did some breakthrough and I was in a tank with a guy basically the whole match. Um, I think I died like three times and I was just in the tank. That's all we did um in my squad and we just drove around and shot at people so yeah that wasn't too bad i dilly daddled on gran turismo a little bit they do have this like time challenge and depending on how fast you go you get like a bronze silver or gold like medallion but you also get like in-game credits so been having fun with those the new physics are like so much better than the old ones like it's i haven't played iRacing but it's one of the better physics models I've played on a sim. Like it's a lot of fun and um okay. 
it feels more realistic than before, especially the road cars. The road cars feel really, really realistic. And the, mm. it just feels like it's weighted properly is kind of what I would say. Like the weight transfers front and back, side to side, they feel normal. It's more realistic on the braking. Like if you're trail braking through a turn, you have to be a lot more precise with your throttle and your brake input. Like before you could kind of just like slam it and throw the car in, um, which you mm. can't do in real life. And it's a little, it's better. It's a lot better than it was. So it's come a long way. I'm, I'm pretty happy with the, I'm happy with everything except the other humans you play with. Yeah, they're pretty shitty, huh? But yeah, so other than that, I downloaded Meet Your Maker if we decide to play that. And I don't think I played anything else. I There's mm-hmm. something else I looked at. Oh, I was trying to figure out what that game was that I was telling you about at lunch, but I still don't know what it is. Oh yeah, you said it was like a city builder, like a what were you saying? Just, like an industrial Anno. thing? It might but, be Anno, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I mean, thought it was like are you in France in Anno? Um or it's an undisclosed location. It, it's not yeah, it's undisclosed. Everybody sounds thing, French or like European though. The thing I'm thinking of was definitely in a European city, so maybe that is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'll have to try to find it again. Okay. Well, like you said, we uh played some Battlefield twenty forty two. I've had a pretty good uh couple nights on on there we played two nights yeah we played two nights i think no we played just last night i had a good night last night enjoyed it i i really i love that game man i uh i really do it's it's wonderful and i know i say that all the time but it's just it's so fun it's so good <laughs> even even when i'm doing bad like <laughs> john we talk we joke about how john gets bent out of shape about not doing well but like that's just a game you don't have to you don't have to worry about doing well. Just like play the game and have fun. Like if you want to snipe, snipe for a little bit. If you want to yeah. run around with a SMG, run around with an SMG, like, yeah. you know, whatever, like it just ebbs and flows and I, I love it. But, um, I just use, I just play the objective and yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sniping. I support the objective. I just don't go head hunting. Like I'm like, okay, I'm sniping. I'm at B like, you know, yeah. that's how I play. Yeah. It's perfect. That's all. That, that's that's perfect. I uh, also played Anno 1800. Uh, played it a lot this week and finished it. I put about 20 hours into it. Uh, it took me 18 hours to play the campaign, which is basically like a really prolonged tutorial. That game is very intricate, very in-depth, lots of moving parts. Uh, every resource needs a building, and every building needs resources. Everything's tied together, but it's Oh my God, it's good. It's so addicting. Uh, I reviewed it for Gaming Nexus. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. It it suffers a little bit at times from the same problem that other PC games that have, have, that have come over to console suffer from, especially these types of games that are like city builders, management games, in terms of the, how, how many menus and, and everything that there are. It's just hard to translate that over to a controller. And they they did their best, and but it, it, at times it gets hectic, uh, especially the more you have going on, depending on what you're doing. So uh, that was one of the issues that I had with it. And uh, the multiplayer is dead; nobody <laughs> playing on PS5, which I pretty much expected. It's a you know it's a niche game, and then I, for people like me who love city builders, like we don't get a city, like we don't care about playing online multiplayer. Like it's just not fun, and it takes forever. Like there's no real elegant way to do it. So, uh, anyway, I also played Warhammer Chaos Bane, which is a it's a Diablo style hack and slash game. 
hack and slash looter that is available on PlayStation Plus Extra. It's a PS5 game, and it's up to four players co-op online. Me and Jacob tried it out, and it's actually pretty cool. Uh, lots of uh, cool attacks and shit for, for the different classes and stuff. Tried to get you to play it, and you sent me the melting smiley face emoji. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, you, you're not interested in, in the chaos bane. And, uh, but yeah, I watched cool. video. It was like, oh, this sounds cool. And then I watched video of them getting chased in circles, and it was making a lot of noises in my headphones, and I didn't like it. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> it is what it is, man. You know, demons and shit. This happens. But uh, the last thing I played, I mentioned it earlier, was Creed Rise to Glory on PSVR 2. I'm reviewing it as well. For uh, Gaming Nexus, I'll have that done and and submitted in the next few days. So you'll be able to see my review right now, uh, most likely. Uh, if you're listening to this, if you're interested. And uh, I I enjoyed it. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much done playing it. I've enjoyed it. It's, it's a really... It's as close as you're going to get to like fighting, you know, boxing in real life without doing it. And, you know, we don't get fight night games anymore, as we've talked about on the show. You know, we've got that one boxing game coming, but the jury's out on it. So if you want to play a boxing game, uh, you know, this is probably as good as it gets right now. It's it doesn't. It's a really comfortable VR game. Never made me sick. I played for over an hour both times never felt nauseous, nothing like that. And you're just constantly like ducking and, you know, bobbing and weaving and everything, throwing punches. So it's pretty impressive for a game that you have to exert yourself so much. Also, it is a workout. As I mentioned earlier, I posted some gameplay and it just wears you out. It, it, I was out of breath. I was just pouring sweat. I had sweat in my ear hole at one point. Like, okay, it was a workout. My, when I got done, <laughs> he said, okay, when I got done, the Apple Watch said that I had burned 534 calories after my first play session. So <laughs> pretty good exercise. Um, not bad. So, you know, and they know that too, because there's a mode in there that's just like a exercise, like a cardio ca- burning calories thing. And you just like put in your target calories and start going and it won't stop. You won't, you don't stop boxing until you hit your goal. <laughs> so oh. pretty, pretty interesting. Um, but cool game. So check out the gameplay that I posted on our YouTube if it sounds interesting to you. Anyway, that's it for me. That's it for Travis. And uh, that's it for the show. So if you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe to get a new episode delivered every Monday on your podcast service or YouTube. And also, if you can leave us a like or review, a rating, stars, hearts, thumbs up, all that good stuff. It's very helpful. We would also appreciate it if you could leave us a comment on uh, youtube if you're there that helps quite a bit as well don't forget to find us on social media on twitter we go by at the dualsense pod but we're also on facebook and instagram and there's our blog which is called the dualsense podcast.wordpress.com please find us hit us up we would love to hear from you and chat playstation but also don't forget to share us with a friend or a loved one you think might enjoy getting the playstation news each and every week in less than 90 minutes Send them our way. We'd love to talk into their ear holes instead of sweating into them. And uh, yeah, that's, that's it. So we'll get out of here now. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. Take care. And we'll talk at you next time. Bye-bye.